Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Atletico Mints with me, Bob Mortimer. It's so kind of you to join us today. And as always, I hope you're enjoying good health and happiness in your life. To start off with, I would like you to imagine you are lying on a deserted beach where the only sound is that of the gentle waves breaking on the beach and the gentle breeze caressing the leaves of the palm trees behind you. You stretch out your fingers into the warm sand and dig your toes beneath the surface to enjoy the cool, damp sand beneath. Reaching into your cool box, you remove a chilled salad of crab, lobster, avocado and salsa. As you raise the plate to take your first delicious bite, a lump of heron shit the size of a pita bread lands plumb in the centre of your salad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my co-host, Mr. Andrew Dawson. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, Andrew Dawson Oh, Mr. Dawson His tits sweat in the sun Drip, 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 Dawson Oh, Mr. Dawson Face like a hot cross bun That's Mr. Dawson He's such a caution Hi, Andy. Oh, hi there. I forgot to sing along. I sang along last yeah, time. Yeah, you sang along snips. once. Sorry. Is that because it's making you a bit moody, sulky? Oh, a little bit. It's not very nice. It's not very nice things you say about us. It's just, you know... I come all this way to London and you know oh, I'm not very this, nice. Not him. <laughs> what, Give us what, a quiz, Andy, please. What's the you not like him? Because Banana Rama's back. You know, I'll tell you oh, about it later on. No, well, we'll end up, you'll end up in court doing nah, that. Who's going to take him to court? Like, Someone just, who suffers mental he's distress. Just, he's just a man. He's just got like things going on in his life. He's, Have you got a quiz for I've him? got a quiz for you. It's called Boing, Boom, Chuck. Black, whoosh, summers, peanuts, ferry. Give me just a little more time. Rogers, up to me neck in it. Twang, boing. Give us a boysie. <laughs> Marlene. Thank you. Uh, right, I've got another quiz for later on, but that's that's Marlene related. Uh, might have to wait next week. Right, here we are. We've got four renowned pop stars. You had to do four, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. And I want you to put them in... in Order of age. Yeah. All right. You've heard of all of them. Okay, go on. Go on. Here we go. They're all around about your age, so you'll, you'll be familiar with them. <laughs> uh, Andy Summers of yeah. The Police. Yeah. Paul Rogers of Free. I put that in because that's your favourite group. Yeah. Try to help you a bit. Brian Ferry of Roxy Music and Brian Ferry. Uh, and Jet Black of The Stranglers. I want you to tell me who's the oldest and then work your way down or the other way. It's up to you. 
Are you Googling them? No, I'm just writing them out. So it was some Andy Summers. <laughs> Andy Paul Summers Rogers. of the police. Paul Rogers of Free. Brian Ferry of the Roxy Music. Jet Black of Stranglers. Stranglers came round the other day. Right. Um, I've, I've, reached my, I've reached my conclusions, Andrew. Let's hear it. Oldest Summers, then Rogers, then Black, then Ferry. No, me. I'm happy. Nowhere near. Oldest Jet Black of the Stranglers is 80. She is. I know. Get a load of that. Second oldest Andy Summers of the Police is 76. Yeah. Brian Ferry, 73. Yeah. Paul Rogers is the youngest out of all of them, 69 years of age. Wow. I know. I, I messed with your head there, haven't I? Oh, oh, I quite enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. We've learned something as well, and I've seen you humiliated. That's two of <laughs> my favourite things. So that, you've just played Boing, Boomchak, Black, Whoosh, Summers, Peanuts, Ferry, give me just, just a, a little, little more time. time. Rogers, up to me neck in it. Twang, Boing, and you're lost. Right, Andrew. Yeah. Did you listen to TalkSport, Deadline Day? Oh, missed it. White. Oh, it was, oh, great. was it good? Um, covering the last few hours of the transfer yeah. window, it was. I realised it was really interesting, so I taped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll I'll play it to you now, Andrew. <laughs> Please do. Yeah? So it's Jim White. You know, welcome to Deadline Day with me, Jim White, folks. Surely the most exciting day of the year by a distance. I'm joined today by Mr. Steve McLaren and his snake Casper. So how excited are you, Steve? We're both very excited, Jim. It's like being part of an exciting story where the end is as yet unwritten. <laughs> but are you so excited that the hairs on the back of your head are standing up? Or like me, are you so excited that your urinary tract has filled up with pancreatic acid? <laughs> what about you at home? I want to know how excited you are. Are parts of your body shutting down due to excitement? <laughs> or are you coping okay? So, Steve, I see you've brought a little trophy along with you. How exciting is that? Yes, it's an award given to me and Casper by the National Carpet Association in recognition for our work as ambassadors for the carpet industry. It's a solid brass representation of a four-yard roll of play an axe minister, probably the greatest moment of our careers. So, Steve, what for you is the most exciting thing in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's easy. It's when Casper does one of his Bangra dances on my bed. My heart skips a beat because he's such a yummy, bubbly cup full of suds and laughter. (laughs) I'm not with you there, Steve. For me, deadline day is the most exciting occurrence in human history. Nothing of note coming in at the moment. So let's take a break. Do, do, do. Shelves and windows. Do, do, do. And kitchen cabinets do. Do, do, do. Free installation. Do, do, do. Hidden charges will apply. Right, that pancreatic acid is now seeping into my balls. That's how excited I am. And to add even more excitement into the excitement pile, we're joined now by ex-Blackpool and QPR manager Ian Holloway. Ian, can I go just straight away say how excited I am to be here today and also state that I no longer bear a grudge with Steve for taking my average manager's job at QPR. Let's go shake on it, Steve. 
I must say, that's very nice to hear, Ian. Do you ever see anything of Mr. Fernandez? Me and Casper miss him so much. Well, here's a surprise for you, lads. I've actually got Mr. Fernandez, the QPR chairman, on the phone now. How exciting is that, folks? Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm just fine, thank you. I just finished a Frankfurter roll with a slice of tomato pie on the side. It's made my joy, but I ain't complaining. I got Stephen Ian with me, two of your ex-managers. What would you like to say to them? Hey, not so much. Pair of shoebies, if you get my drift. I kind of like the snake Casper. I think we could have maybe finished 15th if I'd stuck with him. You expecting any incomings at QBR? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Yeah, sure thing. I'm expecting a consignment of kabushi berries from Long Island, and by am I gonna stew those suckers till they weep. Anyway, I gotta go now. Don't forget, life's too short to be a dope. Kabushi berries, how exciting is that? And talking of excitement, I've just received reports that Joe Peacock from Chesterfield is going on loan to York City. What do you make of that, Ian? Well, I don't know the lad, nor have I ever seen him play, but I think it's a good move for both clubs. What's that, Casper? You think Ian's a stupid little bald bastard? (laughs) (laughs) That's not very nice. It certainly is not. How are you going to respond to that, Ian, with something exciting? Come here, snake thing. I hate you, and this is my moment. I'm going to strangle you right up. Get off him. Leave Casper alone, you fucking brutes. (laughs) Oh, how exciting is this? Phone in if you're excited. I've got acid actually seeping into my belly now. That's how excited I am. Take, take that. Oh, oh, he's only gone and lamped Holloway with his carpet trophy. How exciting do you want? Back after this break. <laughs> Don't be a sheep. Moo. Don't be a cow. Oh. Don't be a pig. Be a human being and buy your replacements from Infinity Windows. They won't last long and they're not very strong, but they're as cheap as booze. <laughs> and that, Andrew, an unusual development for Mints to just play a bit of, yeah. a bit of talk sport. But... The, it was like Jim White was in the room. <laughs> it was like Jim White was in the room. I want to talk about my vacuum cleaner. Oh, this an update, out, a development in the good. vacuum cleaner realm. Um, I've admitted defeat, Bob, with the Chinese cordless model that I've been What's persisting hap- with. What's happened? I mean, you know, the last time I'd been catching ants in it. Yep. That's about all it's good for. Really? That's about all it's good for. I've been living a lie. You knew I was, you know, talking shite about it. So what have you done? Have you buried it? Um, I'm putting it on free cycle. It's still got some ants in it. Yeah. But I don't know whether I should list it with or without ants. I could list it as a vacuum cleaner that's useless, or I could list it as an, an ant farm. I think that you should do a combination. A combo. Farm. Okay, more chance of getting shot. So I've ordered a new one. I did a pro- proper research, and I've got a shark. Oh, Are you familiar with them? Quite pricey. I've well, heard, this, Andrea, I don't know the, the, the shark range, but I've heard good things about it. This was direct from the shark website, and it was it was 200 quid, right. down from 349 yeah. So next day delivery as well. So it came uh, delivery bloke came just as I was getting out of the shower. Yeah. A couple of days ago. Is this yeah. a South Africa? So I had a, I had a towel. 
in a towel wrapped around me, a bit embarrassing. Yeah. So I opened the door to him anyway, and he says, uh, Seen you. Oh, it's Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn delivering hoovers. He says, yeah. Seen you, thinking you're Jeff Capes there, or his long-standing rival, the late John Paul Sigmundson. Um, I, I says, I've just come out of the shower, Jeremy. You know, I'm not trying to be a competitive strong man or anything. Yeah. I mean, look at this body. Yeah, right. There's nothing strong about this at all, is there? Uh, he says, uh, what's your best sit-ups? Uh, I says, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I try and go to the gym now and again, Bob. But I never do. I sit up so, when I'm there. I go on the bike or the running machine or something. So he, he doesn't give in. He says, "Go on, ask me mine. Ask me my best sit-ups." I says, oh, "What's your best sit-ups, Jeremy?" He says, "Eleven." Wow. I says, "That's not very many sit-ups." I hadn't finished. Eleven million <laughs> and eleven. Bosh. I said, all right, fair enough. I'm standing there, water dripping off me. Yeah. I just want my new shot, vacuum cleaner. I don't need this, do you know? I says, all right, fair enough. You win. You win at sit-ups. He says, uh, lol, owned. <laughs> and uh, just then, Billy Bragg shouts from across the delivery van. The bottom yeah. me drive. Bragg's driving the van. And he shouts, uh, hurry up, Jase. I need a shit. We drove past an athletics track on the way. It's all covered in moss and weeds. I think I'll drop it on that. And uh, Jeremy goes off, leaves the, leaves the shark. I got a shark, though. I got me shark, and then they were gone. Oh, right. So, he, weird, isn't he? He's so competitive. He's competitive, isn't he? Yeah. Especially, it's just always with me. <coughs> Still, what I've done. He never hurts you. Not yet. I, I mean, Physically, that's all, yeah. there's a lot of emotional pain. So, Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche, yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, I managed to intercept a WAV. Oh, a WAV. <laughs> a WAV There's fan. been some talk of MP3s from Sean Dyche, but he's sticking with the WAV. Yeah, it was a WAV. I'll shut up. No, it's all right. It's um, <clears throat> This one he sent to his players after their defeat against Arsenal. Mm. So defeat at the hands of those cheating southern fannies, <laughs> Arsenal. Remember, dive. Fan injury. Couscous. <laughs> Cappuccino. Weep. Fall over. Finger foods. And that's the Arsenal way. At Burnley, it's all about honest graft. Head to the ground and don't act daft. Premier League survival is all that matters. Spend the money on defenders and never attackers. All I ask is for grit, graft and gammon. You can fuck off home with your oak smoked salmon. <laughs> Industry without pleasure. Long balls at your leisure. If you want to score, get the ball off the floor and remember... Shit. Piles. Screeding. Roadkill. Eggnog. And that's the Burnley way. There it was. Glad, glad there I intercepted is. that wav. Yeah, nice wav, that. Good stuff. <laughs> Ask yourself this. What's best out of more or less? That's right. It's more. And now you can get more from us while helping to sustain the ongoing Atletico men's nightmare by joining Club Parsnips. 
our new subscription scheme. Scheme? Con. Not a con. It costs just £2 plus VAT per month and you'll get loads of bonus content, including all the episodes advert-free and the satisfaction of knowing that you're helping to power the Athletic Men's juggernaut as it rumbles on. Not actual juggernaut. Terms and conditions apply. Find out more and sign up now by visiting athleticomins.com slash parsnips. Thank you. Um, is that Roy Hudson outside? Roy? Yeah. I think it might be. It might be. I'll go and let him in, shall I? Go on then. All right. Hey Roy, come on, get yourself in, have a seat. Uh, hey Roy, hello there, you pair of slack bastards, what's going on in here? Well, we're doing our podcast, podcast Roy. you never heard of it. Well, I didn't tell you what it was called actually. Doesn't matter, I know all the podcasts and I've never heard of this one. Oh, alright. Oh. It's about Woomer, I take it? Woomer. Woomer. Woomer, man. Woomer. No, no, it's not actually, Roy. No, that makes no sense to me then. Oh, so your season at Palace hasn't not got off to a great start, Roy? Oh, I couldn't care less about that. Why is that? Well, my main objective of the summer was to hang out to Wilfried Zaha. Objective smashed with extreme prejudice. I know, but Roy, you've only got one point and one goal. Yeah, all that stuff is a frippery. A frippery. I needed to retain Zaha's services for my woman needs. Sorry, it's all a foot. Frippery. It's all a frippery. Frippery. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, your Warhammer needs. Warhammer. Warhammer, yeah. Warhammer, yes. It's worthless to me on a football field. Do they still call it a field? Yeah, I think so, Roy. So, you knocked back a hundred million for Wilfred yeah. Sahar so you could play Warhammer with him. Yeah. It's a loose I came up with. I'm sorry, Roy. A Loose, yeah. Yeah, the daft bastard just uses wood elves or lizard men in every single situation. No imagination or tactical variation whatsoever. Nine times out of ten, I just decimate whatever he turns up with. That's the kind of man I need in my squad at Palace. What, like, even if you end up getting relegated? Well, that's not my club. I couldn't really give two hoots. Hey, what about Roy Hammer? Is that still going? <sighs> no, no, it is not. The Warhammer people came round and watched me while they made me set fire to all of it. Legal stuff, you know? Oh, it is a shame, isn't it? Oh, they'll pay eventually. That's all I'm saying. Well, anyway, I've got to go now because it's free for two on paints up the Warhammer shop and I'm low on Nurgling Green and Pink Aura. Where's the door? It's just, just there where you came in, Roy. Are you sure? It feels like a roost. No, it's not a roost. That's there, where you came in. Oh, yeah, no, I recognise it there. All right, bye boy. See you, Roy. See ya. Warm up. You're quite chippy today, Roy, wasn't he? Yeah, well, the football's back, in it? You know, that's where he's at his best. And he just wants Zahn his squad to, to oh, just to play warm, hammer him at war, war. It's that or a hundred million quid in the kit of a Crystal Palace. You take your money, <laughs> takes your choice or whatever they say. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Crime Files The Northumberland hamlet of Grafton Bridge lay in the bottom of the Harthorpe Valley. With its 12th century church and characterful houses, it presents as a quintessential northern village, peaceful, friendly and picturesque. But all that was to change on the 4th of March 2018. You could be more bang on with them, I couldn't you? I couldn't find the button, sorry. The High Street pub, the Cross Keys, was the social hub of the town where people met to gossip and socialise and enjoy its three-crown tourist board dining experience. <laughs> <laughs> on this particular evening, the Cross Keys darts team was playing a match against a team from the village of Curfield, a village full of the super-rich and local celebrities. Their team included the Premiership footballer John Joe Shelby and the renowned fisherman and actor Robson Green. The home team included local nonsense potter Neil Hunt <laughs> and Jed Baker, owner of Baker's Failing Shoe Shop. I always hate it when we play Kelfield, you know, so full of themselves with a fancy jacket and expensive darts. I tell you what, Neil, I, you know, I hope we can beat them for once, like... Yes, the right bunch of strutting peacocks coming in here like they own the place, laughing and talking. Who do they think they are? The Harlem f***ing Globetrotters? <laughs> oh, watch out, here they come. Robson Green. Uh, Robson Green entered the room. All right, lads, how are you diddling? Ready to get beat again? I'm only joking, just pulling your legs like. How's your nonsense pottery going, mate? Absolutely fine, thank you. Now shall we toss for who goes first, for nearest the bull? John Joe Shelby spoke. Yes, we must, and I insist that we use this gold doubloon that my great-great-grandfather used to button up his cape. I call heads. J.J. Shelby tossed the coin, caught it and placed it on his wrist. It had indeed landed on heads. I win and declare that the Kelfield arms shall throw first. Just a minute. Show me the other side of that coin. Nobody may gaze upon my jabloon. It's job done except your defeat. <laughs> Look, just show me the coin. Just show me the fucking coin. It's probably heads on both sides. I insist you show me the jabloon or we toss again using a good old honest UK coin. <laughs> So, you want to make an issue of this? You doubt my integrity, do you, Mr. Nonsense Potter? Yes, th that's a yes on both counts. At this point, J.J. Shelby leapt onto the pool table and started, <laughs> and started flapping his arms up and down. There's only one count in here, and you're looking at him. Fancy making a move, pottery nonsense. Robson Green intercepted. How oh, yeah, let's just, you know, calm down here. Get down from there, JJ, and let's toss again so we don't have no ill feeling, like. 
The toss was repeated and this time the cross keys called it correctly. Nonsense putter Neil Hunt took his sports bag to the gents' toilet to change into his match shirt. As he stood looking in the mirror, JJ Shelby appeared out of nowhere. So, nonsense. That was it. Anytime no. you like. So, nonsense, Potter. It's just you and little old me. Let me ask you, are you a virgin? How dare you ask such a personal question? How fucking dare you? What business is it of yours anyway? At this point, Shelby lunged at Neil, grabbed him by the neck and lifted him clean off the floor as if he was just a child. I ask you again, are you a virgin, little nonsense pottery man? What are you, what are you doing, you satchel of shit? Put me down, you... Put me fucking down! You won't get away with this! Jesus! I can hardly breathe! Are you insane? Are you literally fucking insane? Shelby tightened his grip. Answer the question, my precious little potter. All right, I'll fucking right. Yes, I'm a virgin. But I've watched my brother do it. And you might as well know right now that he owns a sword shop and he won't be happy about this. Shelby released his grip and Neil fell into a heap on the floor. The sword holds no fear for me, matey boy. Be a different matter if he was a fence post wholesaler. Hold on. Just fucking hold on. Are you some sort of fucking night creeper? (laughs) Some variety of vampire or something equally fucking daft? I'm actually a hybrid. My father was a misteron and my mother an adult wolf that had gifted blood to a vampire around the back of a haulage company in Budapest. Fucking typical! So fucking typical of me that I pick a body with a fucking hybrid blood snatcher. Honestly, why fucking me? I go to church most weeks and I display charity leaflets in my nonsense fucking pottery. Oh, stop whimpering, you fart of a man, and prepare to deliver up to me your virgin potter's blood. Oh, shit, sorry. Neil knew he was about to meet a fate worse than death. Then his eyes caught sight of his dart shirt poking out of the top of his sports bag. It was a long shot, but it just might work. (laughs) As Shelby made his lunge towards him, Neil pulled the shirt out of his bag and thrust the large embroidered cross keys <laughs> image towards the oncoming Shelby. <laughs> Shelby was stopped in his tracks immediately. <laughs> no, no, not that fucking shape! <laughs> it hurts my mind like a thousand bees stinging my thought chambers. Put it away, I can't fucking bear it. I beg of you. How fucking are? Fucking yes! Get out of here, you midnight fucking nuisance! I'm Neil fucking Hunt, and I'm fucking loving my life right now. I don't think the local darts committee won't hear about this fucking bullshit. Shelby ran out oh. of the toilet and the pub and was not seen again oh, that night. Man. The Kelfied arms were forced to forfeit the match. Later that evening, Jed spoke to Neil. So what exactly happened in the toilets like? Your local so-called nonsense potter kicked a vampire's ass so hard his screams could be heard on the fucking moon. Hey, what do you call a vampire that can lift up cars? I don't know. Jacula. <laughs> and the two friends laughed as if every single drop of beer in the pub was in fact the punchline to an incredible joke. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh. Is that the end? Yeah, that was Leave grandpa's. Leave a bit longer. 
Yeah, that's enough. Oh, that Things was that go on superb. Country, Neil it? Hunt triumphed. I'm quite glad. I'm Neil fucking Hunt! <laughs> I'm loving my life right now! <laughs> Lovely stuff. We've had an unusual incident tweeted into us. It's pictorial, Ooh. so I'll show you it. And okay. We might tweet it out. It comes from Lee Gutcher, and he says, Unusual incident this morning. Made myself a little camp choo-choo when an alien fella appeared in my mug kicking a football. And I'll show you it now, Robert. There it is. Oh, it is. Do you, you regard that. that as an unusual incident? Because um, I don't think you could you could replicate that. I think it is, isn't it? Naturally, could you? Talking about unusual incidents. Yeah, let's always right? talk about them. Um, uh, uh, unusual incident or unident. Is that we're what we're calling them now? We could do. We could trademark that. I've got three unidents, right? Right. I want to see if you can spot which one actually happened. All right. Two of them didn't, right? It's like a little quiz, I like it. So I was at Pets at Home mm-hmm. buying some chicken yogurts for my cat. Yep. Yeah. Help it because he had to take some pills for he, had, he was on pills. Yep. There were only um, one ninety nine, so I he had was to count- take some pills because he was on oh, pills. pills. <laughs> <laughs> so I was counting up my change in the palm of my hand at the yeah. till. Yeah, when next to me was one of the you know those little yappy handbag dogs. Yeah, the woman next to it. Yeah, next to me had one Chihuahua of them, and it reached over right with its paw mm-hmm. and spilt all the change <laughs> out of my hand on the, the little floor. bastard. Yeah, yeah. Next one. So I was in the hairdressers having me hair cut by uh, this young barber. And at mm. the end, he did that thing with the, you know, the little stick with meth on where they burn the hair out of your ear. What? Do you not get that up north? No. The Turkish barbers down here, they light a little oh, thing. Oh, I've never they, they visited a Turkish barber. I cut my own hair, you can probably tell. Uh, I've I got a machine. <laughs> Agricultural. <laughs> it's got a reading on it. Oh, it's got a reading. You're laughing, aren't you? That makes it mean that you, it gives me the feeling that you understand science. Yeah. Um, to burn your ear hair ha- Right. Out. Well, just as he lit, his little, there's a little flame on the end of it, a fly landed on the mirror, yeah? Uh-huh. And he burnt it. Bang! Like that with one swoop of his little fiery thing. Wow. <clears throat> Deliberately. Next one, I like big pot of yoghurt, yeah? Yeah. You know, the bigger pot. Yeah. Right. So you've went, signified with your hands there a, a, a one that's about a foot high. No, it's about, aren't they, about six inches or something okay. like that? Um, so I went inches. to the fridge, grabbed it, sat on the sofa watching um, a show called I Am a Murderer. Mm-hmm. I got about a third of the way through it before I realised it was actually <laughs> a large pot of Marks and Spencer's custard. Oh. But until that point, I'd accepted it as yogurt. You just took it in. So which of those three is a genuine unident? <laughs> the barber. Unlucky. The fly. Andy. Unlucky, Andy. Uh, which one was it? it the was number one. No, the dog. Number one. It was the, the little doggy. shit. Little shit. <laughs> <laughs> so was it a chihuahua, was it? I, I don't know what they're called. Pocket. Tiny thing. Because my yeah. dog's half chihuahua and that's the half of him that's a little shit. <laughs> and the other half's a, a shih tzu, which is all right, really. My name is Dominic Littlewood and Hi, Adam. welcome along to my new game show, Reasonable for Teeside. Especially tailored for you, Mr. Bob Walmer, as it focuses on Teeside, the land where you were born and raised. Now, the game goes like this. I'm going to give you some headlines from the local Teeside press and I want you to tell me whether these incidents are reasonable for Teeside. Okay. Or whether they're a little bit extraordinary. You could say unusual. 
Unidents. Yeah, Unidents, maybe. Yeah. Now, my usual sidekick, Joe Swash, is away, and I'm being helped out today by the number one daytime TV celebrity from the People's Republic of Krakmanistan, Igor Schenker. Okay. Say hello, Igor. Thanks, Igor. Right, Robert, here we go. Schoolboy carrying ninja harpoon weapon arrested at family friendly carnival. I think I read that once. Uh, is that reasonable for Teesside or I is that unreasonable? That's reasonable. We like a harpoon. You think <laughs> that's reasonable? Ego, what do you think? Well, I don't think we can disagree with Ego there, can we? Second one. Cocky bike rider gave police the finger and was then arrested for drink driving. Is that reasonable for Teesside, Robbie? Uh, or is that unreasonable? I think that's reasonable for any location. That's reasonable for anywhere. Yeah. You think so. What does Eagle think? Mm, well, bit yeah. of a difference of opinion there, I think. Final one. This is the deciding one. Burglar arrested from smoke-filled car after chase. Told police, fuck off, when asked for sample. That's, is that reasonable for Teesside, Robbie? pure Teesside. That's yeah. total Teesside. Well, we'll ask Igor. What does he think? Well... Yeah, we are. So, I think we can call it a draw. Oh, it's a draw, isn't it? Thanks for coming along, Robbie. Thanks for Igor. It's been reasonable for Teesside. <laughs> Andrew, Jordan Henson sent me a song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, he sent us it on a MP3. Yeah. Is that all right? That's a good file for a song, yeah. Okay, so Let's I'll, have a listen, I'll sing we? that for you. Here we go. I'm a wing nut, I'm a stout hut, I got a slice of ham where there should be a hand. I'm a spot gun, I'm a bread bun, I'm trying to grow a cream horn in the middle of me lawn. Jordan, it's Carol fucking Beatley here. <laughs> I've never considered the 12 egg diet. 12 eggs of any variety per day, preferably cooked for you by a fucking clown, and get some fucking police interceptors down your neck. It's well fucking groovy. Jordan, I'll Ian Holloway here. What you need to do is drink some cider and scoop the cider flies off the top, roll them into a ball, get them down your neck with a lump of cheddar. But I'm a fucking nut job. Nailed a plank of wood on the Damien Duff. I'm a boost bar, I'm a sports bra. I once slaughtered a kneel on Alan Shearer's field. Jordan, <laughs> it's uh, Mark Hughes here, you know, you need to start mumbling more and never ever commit to anything uh, other than improving your mumbling technique, you know. And one thing that helped me uh, is wearing a bra, like, you might like to try that. <laughs> <laughs> JJ Shelby here You need to keep out of the light And hunt your prey at night Don't eat curly whirlies or twisters They're far too elaborate <laughs> Go easy on the garlic nans They can turn you crazy But I'm a wing nut I'm a scout sort I've got a slice of ham Where there should be a hand I'm a spud gun I'm a bread bun I'm trying to grow a cream on in the middle of me lawn. Oh, fuck it off! Go on, fuck off! That's, uh, so that was it, Andy. <laughs> trying to grow a cream horn in the middle of his lawn. 
Uh, well, I guess that's enough, innit? Magnificent. Andrew? Do you think that's enough? That's enough for this one, I reckon, yeah. Okay, well, thanks for having us, folks. Thanks See you next time. Montana. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.